Arctic Brewing is a leading craft non-alcoholic beer brand in North America. We have the founder and CEO Ted with us today. Thanks for joining in, Ted. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So, uh, Ted, it has been now almost three years, I guess, since you have been running uh, Partake Brewing. And uh, until recently, when you received uh, $4 million funding, you have been boot- bootstrapping and, you know, running some Kickstarter campaigns. Uh, I, I know it, it's, it's not been an easy journey there. So, uh, if you circle back to, you know, 2017, what, what exactly prompted you to start uh, Partake Brewing then? Yeah, the the story actually goes back um, really uh, a few years prior. Um, unfortunately for me, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in yeah. in two thousand and five, and and you know that was really the start of this uh, this change for me, and okay. and that uh, that really got me thinking about you know how can I live healthier, eat healthier, sleep better, get more exercise, and you know, in, in all honesty, it took, it took a few years for that really to kind of sink in. And, and I had one moment where I was on vacation with my, my wife and my, my first daughter who was only a month or two old and we were vacationing in the Mediterranean. And, um, I ended up in the hospital, unfortunately, with some, with some gut issues and I had a great room. It had this nice view of the aquamarine water and, um, but it just wasn't the, the way I wanted to spend my vacation. And so, you know, lying in my hospital room, um, I had some time to think about sort of where, where things were going and what changes I could make to, to change the path I was on. And, and one of the big things that came out of that was I made a decision to not drink alcohol anymore. And, you know, when you're, when you're thinking of it conceptually, it sounds pretty easy, but mm-hmm. when it comes to actually putting it into practice, it was, it was much harder than I thought it would be. Um, I was a, a lover of craft beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, craft beer was really starting to hit its stride at the time. I was trying to take a step away from alcohol and, you know, what was on the non-alc shelf was really just, it was terrible in terms of the, the taste profiles. There was no variety. And so I found myself, unfortunately, drifting back into alcoholic beer uh, after a few months on non-alcoholic beer and, and realized I just, it, what, what was available as a substitute wasn't, it wasn't a sustainable thing for me. So, um, you know, that kind of all coalesced into, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take a crack at changing this. I would really love to have a craft non-alcoholic beer and different varieties and improvement in tastes and, And, you know, what was happening in Europe, there was definitely a, a renaissance there in non-alcoholic beer and a lot of different styles being made and the quality was better. And I thought, why, why can't I do this here in North America? So that's sort of the, the background that led to uh, our Kickstarter campaign that, uh, that uh, launched in the early part of 2017. Okay. How many non-alcoholic brands did you try before starting this? Uh, so I'm just trying to remember back into like what was on the shelf in, in, I was living in Toronto at that time. I live in Calgary now, mm-hmm. but, uh, at that time, Molson XL, uh, Beck's, O'Doul's, I think President's Choice had some store brands. There was store brands, compliments. So, um, it was pretty slim, the available products and they were all like, for someone who knows they're all loggers. So there was really very very little variety within that category. Okay. Okay. 
and uh, i was i was re- reading about uh, non alcoholic beer and there are like different elements which are associated with it health is one of them as you mentioned then there is that socializing and inclusivity that comes with uh, with drinking beer so how exactly does partake you know uh, include or contribute to to all of these aspects yeah i think that was that was one of the things that actually came in and became part of our brand name was this realization that you know i liked you know in my case i like to drink beer after playing sports okay. and uh a is for refreshment but b is for uh is really for the social aspect and feeling you know connected no one's asking me hey why aren't you drinking mm-hmm. you know people got to know why i was drinking after a while but when you're in a new social setting sometimes and you know people don't know your your story um you still get asked it and it was it was awkward and it was you know personal and i didn't necessarily always want to share it i just wanted to have a really seamless and enjoyable experience with the people i was with and so you know even though there's you know a health and wellness component to it and and you know people might do it for you know pregnant women may may choose non-alcoholic beer during their pregnancy and then go back to to alcohol there may be people who are uh abstaining from alcohol for religious reasons um so when we thought deeply about it it was really this common thread about okay everyone at their core really wants to be accepted wants to be comfortable with their friends and families and new people they're meeting and um you know i think partake is a, a great name that uh that captures that mm-hmm. okay and and uh, non alcoholic craft beer especially is, is a new category altogether there isn't uh, much awareness right now so how do you go about you know raising awareness for the final customers so that you can end up easily on the shelves of uh, retailers through which you are trying to sell it yeah it's it's you know people now say you know you came out of nowhere um you know this happened overnight you know nothing happens overnight it's right. you know there's three you know there's multiple years prior to these you know showing up in you know loblaws or or sobies or metro it it doesn't it's it's a it's a you know it's misunderstood at how how much time it takes to to get to these places um you know for us in the early stages before that happened um you know we did a lot to build and identify our community mm-hmm. and it was first sort of people who were in a similar situation to me had a health or or medical condition that um you know they were probably already looking in the non-alcoholic space so it was you know at this point in our evolution we call that group the need to have people they just needed to have non-alcoholic beer for for a variety of reasons so we tried to identify those people tell them that you know we have something new something unique to the category um and we were really effective there particularly with online with facebook groups uh online social media advertising um and google google search we were kind of the first people into into our niche within uh uh non-alcoholic beer it, it's hard to call it a niche now because it's it's grown quite nicely from from those early days mm-hmm. but um you know we we had the benefit of being kind of the first mover mm-hmm. and and being able to get some you know the pr with that the nice google ranking that comes with that and uh 
you know, really built our online community, built an online store, got some good sales, and we're able to leverage that into, into our first retail placements. And then those re retail placements did well. And then you kind of build up from, you know, a few store chains to a regional change to national chains. Right, right. That's important. It's a good point that you mentioned. It's, it's not, uh, it's never overnight. The success doesn't come overnight. And I believe like for the, for the product development also, it would have taken you a lot of iterations, you know, to, to get to the final product. How, how mm -hmm. was that journey? Yeah, like even the, the Kickstarter campaign was, the, the prototype product was done in 2016. So it preceded that, but we didn't have, we didn't have a way to manufacture it when we were doing the Kickstarter. So it was still a, a bit of, there were still definitely some question marks there as we were, we were entering, um, you know, the Kickstarter phase. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a, there's a continuous iteration each batch. Um, you're getting feedback, particularly in the early stages you have, you don't have as many customers, which in some ways is nice because you can, you know who they are, you know them by name, you can communicate with them. What did you like? What didn't you like? And, and really get feedback um, early on and implement that feedback into your product. And it's, it works twofold. It's, it's great because you, you make the product better, but also you're, you're really engaging these early, early adopters because now they feel like they've had uh, an input into, into the evolution of this product and this brand. And, you know, in, in truth they have. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And in terms of your sales channel, so are you sticking to retailers or are you trying to get into like restaurants, bars and pubs as well? Yeah. You know, pre COVID we were, we were definitely having some, some great uh, conversations and traction with, with bars and restaurants. Um, you know, things are, were substantially different than they were three years ago. I think yeah. three years ago, I got a lot of people, um, that would make comments like, uh, you know, this is never going to work. Uh, dumbest idea I've ever heard things, things of that nature. And, you know, uh, today we can go into pretty much any bar and restaurant and they've heard of us right. and, you know, they're, they're open to, to us kind of, you know, whether they, whether they sell a lot or not, that's, mm -hmm. that's uh, only part of the equation. The fact that they've heard of us and it's actually a conversation they're willing to have is, uh, is a huge step forward, I think, for, for non-alcoholic beer and, and the people that, uh, you know, are looking for it uh, when they go out. Right. And I, I, do the legal requirements like help you also like to get into these bars and restaurants in an easier way as compared to an alcoholic beverage not not really um you know we've we've tended to have to move our product and distribute it and and use the channels that they're used to okay. and so for us that meant doing the same thing that the alcohol guys were doing right and, and so we just we kind of adopted that uh supply chain and and so often our beer arrives with with alcoholic beer on the same truck Right, right, right. And uh, Ted, like, if, if you have to, you know, advise new age CPG companies that are just getting started, what would what would that be? What would your advice be to them? Yeah, there's a there's a lot uh, there's a lot I could uh, unpack there, but um, you know, I, I think one of the things you know, and we talked about it is is really 
try to go as far as you can iterate be scrappy be um you know cash conscious and focus on focus on the the really important things early on mm-hmm. um you know there are there are rare circumstances where raising money really early may be maybe advantageous but that usually means you're not a first to market participant right. um along that line those lines you know i i think in hindsight you know those comments that i was receiving about you know this never going to work dumb idea i think those in in some way were validating uh, about our our first to market position and mm-hmm. i think if you're a true innovator you have to hear those things if you're not hearing those things you've probably already been beat to the to the marketplace so you know for early stage entrepreneurs that are maybe hearing that that's not necessarily a bad thing i think there's a lot there's a lot more risk there because you you know it's it's still risky to to see if your your thesis and your intuition will play out Mm -hmm. but at least on one side you know you're probably first to market or very close to and and with that comes some unique advantages okay that's that's a really interesting take on it thanks thanks for sharing that and uh, ted lastly i wanted to un- understand what lies ahead for partake like if we uh, talk about next uh, 12 to 18 months i guess we should keep it as short as possible but uh, what what lies ahead for partake during that time period yeah so we we've done uh, like my team's done an exceptional job uh, building our brand in in canada you're we're in you know most of the major grocery stores our work is by no means complete but uh we have some really great momentum and we're really able to reach a vast majority of consumers in a way that's convenient for them and and fairly seamless for them um i think the next big you know area for us and we've had some success in the US so far we've had a we've we've we i would say we've intentionally limited our our business down there because we're we you know we couldn't we couldn't do very much because we didn't have the funding to do it so we we knew we had to be able to prove do enough to prove ourselves and and convey that this brand that works in Canada will also work in the US and i think we did that and that was that was instrumental in us getting our funding um but now with the funding um our our task is to really get into the US in a much bigger way with a with a a lot more retailers so that's uh that's what's coming in the next 12 to 18 months okay that's that's good to know and uh yeah i think i think funding is is a big uh, milestone and it would definitely help you uh, expand faster but uh, this this has been such an uh, inspiring story and i'm sure like uh, a lot of you know new age entrepreneurs would have uh, a lot to learn from you so thanks for sharing all those insights ted Yeah, my pleasure. Um, you know, for anyone interested, you can uh, you can find us at drinkpartake.com uh, and uh you can get me on LinkedIn. Happy to happy to communicate and uh, you know, help any aspiring entrepreneur that may uh may uh need some help.